Monday night, folks. The two amigos are here for our weekly show. Must admit, Tiggs, after halftime, I thought we were going to be coming on to a pretty nice-looking show, but then it all kind of went pear-shaped. But we'll get to yeah, that shortly. How, how was your weekend, mate? You were good? Mate, it was um, it was shit, if I could say it that. Was regardless of, yeah, regardless of the footy aside, um, I apologise yes, if I sound a little bit hoarse. I've had a really bad flu last week, and I, that's why I didn't do the show. I literally lost my voice, which for someone like me, that's like losing an arm yeah, it was awful. I didn't know what to do. My wife was wrapped about it, though. But, yeah, lost my voice. Um, my wife gets COVID. My older son gets COVID. I'm completely COVID-free. I'm just too sexy for COVID. And I've had PCR tests every every day and, yeah, negative, negative all the way through. So just really bad um, bad cold. And g'day, guys and girls. Yes, Paul, the Brotherhood. How are we? Tiesta, Magpie 71. I've already had it there. Both these teams lost this week. Oh, I'm not going to. But at least, look, at least KB is a, a known Colton member, so you can't yeah. get any worse than that. Uh, but you and the family are all doing good now, though. Part yeah, yeah, yeah. All good. Yeah, my, my wife's out of ISO tomorrow, and um, yeah, and I'm getting over the flu now, which is which is good. But yeah, I'm, I'm fucking paranoid about I changed my goatee. And um, worst thing I did, I've got a swollen throat because of this infection, and it looks like I've got um, triple chins, which is not. You've got to get above the camera and look down, so it, it changes yeah, the angle. Oh dear! Um, so everyone will notice we are. There's only two of us on tonight, so Carl has got to work, so he's doing the uh, the late shot three W. So he'll be out for a couple yeah. of weeks. CB was unavailable, and I was too flat out to uh, be able to find some some ringing. So you yeah. stuck with just our two ugly mugs for the night. But um, rest assured that the other gentleman will be back on board in the near future. And yeah, I'm sure we'll get you entertained. I'll channel. I'll channel my CB. I've got the tiger bloodbath, right? So CB, I'm going to oh, do you okay. proud, son. And um, yeah, I'll do you proud. Trust me. An unhinged segment. There we go. Unplanned yeah, it's going to be a <laughs> I'm missing it too. My um. My son and I, I can't see because this is back to front. Yeah, that's oh, there. Yeah. My cap came off. I've had a shocking last oh, couple that's, of weeks. My cap that I had popped out. <laughs> Fucking crazy. Breaking down. Mate, it's shocking. Oh, and I've got I've got a little bit of trade goss, which I'll do at the end of the show. Oh, the very I don't even know what it is, everyone. So this will be new yeah. to me as well. So that'll be exciting. Yeah. yeah. All right, before we get stuck into it, shout out to everyone who is tuning in live. We really appreciate your support. If whatever platform you're on, if you could just drop a like or a love heart or a share or retweet, whatever it might be, just to help us get the show out there to the Richmond people. I know it's coming off a loss and it's not necessarily what we we want to hear or talk about, but we uh, we do love your support and uh, your listenership. It's always much appreciated. (laughs) Just a few comments coming through. I guess I've recorded the lineup due to the outs. No, but I'd, I'd give too many free kicks away. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't I, have, I would have said, you want to dive? I'll, I'll give you a reason to dive, mate. Unbelievable. <laughs> Particularly too when we gave him a flag. You know, we gave him a flag and he did this to the club. I fucking will boo him every time I see him. I'm really? sorry. I'm that shallow of a person. Even on the street, I'll boo him. I can't help it. That's who I am. Mick, I uh, take it that's a, an arts joke, sort of tacking on to what, what happened the other week. All right, we'll get stuck into it. I know we want to try to avoid the topic, but we can't. It was uh, not a bad first half. The first half was shit. It was a bit of a shootout, which was a little bit surprising. So St Kilda got the better of us in the end. 18-9-117 defeated Richmond, 13-6-84. Our goal kickers, we had Parker Bolton with three. 
Bolter with two. Lynch, Ralph Smith, Castagna, Nank and Baker all with one apiece. Tiggs, where do you start? Oh, just... It's, 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 it's contrite to say it's a tale of two halves, right? We obviously have got a... This is how I sort of see it. Not many sides. Let's look at Melbourne. They're the, they're, they're the benchmark. I think all of the green Melbourne are the benchmark at the moment, right? So compare. So do this comparison. Take out take out Petrarca and take out Oliver out of their midfield, right? Straight away. Just take those two out. Then take out Lever and take out May, right? Out of their out of their back line. And then who would be the Lambert equivalent? Um, that offers them defensive far forward. I don't know Melbourne side's just as that many, but take out whoever you want to like. So that's five players, right? That's essentially what we're doing every week so far. And in every game that we've played, we've been in front at quarter time, at, at, the, at the fourth quarter, every game, right? Even though we're going in fits and bursts, like even against the Saints, we had a really good wrestle in the first quarter, started to click in the second quarter, really went great guns for the third quarter, then Grimes got injured and our structure fell apart. And then they started to claw back with a few, um, I believe, decisions didn't go our way. But they took their momentum opportunities towards the end of that. But what I think, seriously, what we're seeing is the reason we can't hold hold teams in the last quarters is our team is spent. We've got a couple of players that should not be playing, that are big names, that should not be playing, in my opinion, um, that are getting games based on Hardwick's loyalty, which is fine while the season's still technically alive, if this season's built around a last dance. Last chance, you know, to see what we can do. But when yeah. that finally that door closes, and it doesn't close in round three, regardless of how upset we are, um, yeah, it's it's you know when we get into players, we'll go about it. But we're doing a lot right, you know. If you factor in the fact that how many teams would be as good as they traditionally are if they don't have five of their best players yet? Now I know that sounds like a cop out, but it's a reality. We're not talking about we're losing a McIntosh or we're losing a. Uh, Ross, or we're losing a, you know, we're losing Dustin Martin, you know, uh, Prestia, two, our number one and number two, Grimes and Vlosten, our number one and number two. They're huge outs and they're all at the same time. And we saw just getting one of them in how good we look for the three quarters. Yeah. It, I think you touched on it earlier and it's something that stood out to me that you could see that midway through the third, the guys were gassed. Even at the yeah. start of the third, they just weren't rolling as well as they should have. There, was, there wasn't that same rebound run and flare and our use of the ball in the front half just turned to shit. And that's what kind of got us the lead in the first half. We were pretty yeah. electrifying. The movement was good. The spread was on and it just stopped. Um, yeah. Grimes going down undoubtedly plays a big part. I, I personally, as much as I love Bolter up forward, love him there. He should have gone back. When when Grimes went down, I feel like that back. would have been the time to, to, to throw him back just to steady the yeah. ship a little bit. Um because it's no coincidence that King gets off the leash when with no Grimes down there. Because prior yeah. to that, he was held goalless, and then he kicks what five straight in a quarter, um, which is for and him is saying, saying that with King, Tarrant had him for a lot of the game too. So, but Grimes does. He's he's just, he double he peels off well. Yeah, he does. He's that cement that glues that Bolter's role would have done if Grimes was that hadn't been there. The thing is, Warren with the old legs. I don't just think it's old legs. We've got Graham, who's this is his second game back, so he's not match fit yet. Um, he's supposed to take the load. We've got um, – and then you've got Cochin. Yeah, he's old, oldish type. Um, but, yeah, Graham's still not match fit. And then Curvis is still not 100% yet. Soldo's still not 100% yet, um, you know, in relation to match conditioning. I'm not making excuses for them for injuries. But 
Um, so yeah, we've got we just it's just really yeah we've just been hit, um, and we can we can overpower certain sides if they play the not this full on offensive, you know, just run attack run attack. We can like a GWS to try to control us like the Geelong game style. We can beat them. We can conserve energy, but when they go hammer and tong, particularly on a fast deck like Marvel, we got exposed when we ran out of petrol. Yeah, and I think you know you can you can see that when our best is on, it's it's pretty bloody good, it and is. it's going to compete and it's going to outdo a lot of the the top teams. I'm not saying it's because of the top team, but when they're fine, they're you know they're pretty handy. They're on the cusp of finals and so on. Yeah, um, and and our best look good. So I'll go through some stats quickly, just of a few players, because despite the end result, there were some good signs we did see from yeah. some younger guys, especially uh, short led the way for us disposal wise. Thirty one disposals, eight marks. Graham twenty five and ten contested possessions. Now, this bloke, I really loved his game, Thomas Dow, 23 disposals, yeah. 12 contested possessions, and he led the way in clearances. I'm wrapped for him that he didn't miss after his subbing out last week. I thought yeah. I thought he was in a little bit of trouble, but he was really good. And the other one that impressed me was uh, Parker, obviously. Uh, I, mean, I know it was only 13 disposals, five marks, eight contested possessions, four score involvements, three goals, 25 pressure acts against his old side. Yeah. Uh, I think he had a bit of X factor. Um, but the, the one point of note, again, is that we haven't really had a midfielder over 30. So over 30 disposals. Yeah. I know we're about sharing the load, but it's alarming that we're not getting enough of the ball. But let's talk about Dow for a sec, CB. What did, yeah. you, uh, what did you make of his game? Yeah. Um, look, Dow for me, is, he's, he's a lock 22 player now going for the rest of rest of his career at Richmond. He he has what we've been crying out for. He's got very clean hands. He's able to get first position. So even though he's quite light, he can get the ball first. So that means he can react. He reads the play really well in the centre, which is rare, um, and he's be able to release it. Now, obviously, he's very inexperienced, so he does a lot of things by releasing it by hand where he should do it by foot or where he's actually there was an opportunity where he was streaming into the forward 50 and he was, you could see him think, oh, shit, what do I do? Whereas as yeah. he gets that experience, he will just straight away make the play. So, But he's an absolute jet. Even as a junior, even when he first started playing with his, with his glandular fever, he's got – Things you, he's got traits you can't teach. He's just naturally gifted. But what I'm really excited about is we're going to see a midfield, hopefully it starts this week against the Dogs, of Thomas Dow and Sonzi both in the centre square, right? That would be – and if we can get Prestia back, we'll Prestia and Koch with Sonzi and Dow. That's two, two up-and-comers with two older champions um, and just leave that centre mix till Dusty comes back because – I don't want to sidetrack off Dow, but I reckon Sonzi's just equal part of him in quality and in talent yeah. and in feeling. And what Sonzi does, that Dow does it, Sonzi loves releasing the ball by foot. Yeah, you. you're right. Yeah. It doesn't look like yeah. Dow is more of a release by hand, but that's okay. If you're an inside ball winner and you're feeding it out to the guys who can't kick, that is perfectly fine. I don't care if his ratio yeah. is heavily skewed towards handball. If he's yeah. playing his role within his limitations, if that makes sense. But um, I thought you know, you look at him on the surface that he's got a bit of a lighter frame, but he, he stands up well. He held himself really well. He puts his body into it. He um, There was a couple of second or third efforts where he knew he was going to get hit and he went at the ball at punch, um, which is what you want to see. You know what I mean? And he's a smart footballer too. He, obviously, I was watching it on TV because I refuse to give the AFL any of my direct cash. That's why I don't go to Marvel. Not because I don't like the ground. I can get free tickets from work. I won't even give them any money and cut buy a Coke or a beer. Nothing. They're, they're While Gil's in charge, I can go fuck themselves. That's just me. But um, you know, it's he. 
it's from what I have seen, I've only seen him once live. Some of his defensive positioning behind the ball is brilliant. That's why he's getting games and RCD's not. He is a defensive-minded midfielder that knows how to attack. At the moment, RCD is just an offensive midfielder that's learning how to defend. That's why RCD's not getting games, in my opinion. Because okay. people that hate me here, if you just go talent on talent, RCD has more talent than Dow. I think from if you if you talk about weapons that each player possesses, I yeah. would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because RCD has pace; he has the, he's the burst pace. He has the frame that Dow does not have. And he has a beautiful kick, and he's a, he's a good disposal. He's a neat disposal under pressure, which is rare. He's probably but, got the uh, overhead yeah. marking capacity as well. That with his size is actually an awkward size matchup too. He's very similar build to Parker in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. So, look, I'm just stoked with Dow. The other one, can we talk about another player who I've given a heap of shit on in the back line, but he did enough during that game when the going, when we were getting smashed, he stepped up till he got injured and then he went flat a bit because he just ran out of, ran out of tank because he's got no support. Daniel Rioli, there was a passage of play in the third, I think it was, where they end up getting a goal from, a, of course, from an umpiring decision. But prior to leading to that, he hit the contest at pace. The ball spills. He hits it again. The ball spills. He hits it the third time, and there's a scrummage going around, and the umpire's letting it go because it's um, in the Richmond forward 50s, letting it go. But as soon as the Saints player got tackled, then they paid too high. But seeing that chain from when he started in the defensive half and ran all the way to the forward 50, at pace, tackle after tackle after tackle, trying to rip yeah. that ball back, that sold, that sold me. He showed what I've been hoping he would show. Is mongle and aggression that all defenders need or good ones have? Yeah, he's and an attack. He did that. Yeah, those repeat efforts were a real highlight. Um, and I think oh, he'd been off. He was off limping a little bit earlier on. With I think it was a, maybe he a shin complaint or his ankle. So to see him that desperate was uh, was what you want to see from every play, not just one. But that should be yeah. the standard going forward. Well, uh, I'll, I'll give you some look. I know you know you might touch on it a bit later on, but. You see a lot on Twitter about the reasons why we lost the game, but to yeah. me, the reason why we lost the game is pretty simple: three goals in one, three goals one behind in the second half yeah. for us versus ten goals five for St Kilda. Yeah. We had thirty six percent efficiency inside fifty, which I'm pretty confident was lower than any game we had last year when yeah. it was diabolically bad. We lost the clearances forty five to thirty four, and we were yeah. negative twenty six in contested possessions. And obviously, Grimes going off too is a factor, but yeah. when those things occur you were going to lose more games than you win. It doesn't matter yeah. what decisions come about, what happens. Um, if, you, if you're going to go at 36%, you're going to struggle. So, Yeah, on that, I'm bringing up, I'm bringing up something that I saw um, that sort of explains. See, um, we're, I'm gonna, guys, when I tweet during games, I tweet like I'm at the gate, right? And generally, anyone that's going to sit here in the comments saying they don't, when a decision doesn't go your way, go rah, 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 you're a liar, right? Everyone does it, right? When there's a stupid call, aggression throw, you you bring it up, right? Some of the – so I'm not blaming it the whole loss entirely on, on the uh, on, on the umpiring, but look, people say free kicks. This is – people say free kicks don't turn a game. I say hogwash to that, right? But people say, oh, you get free kicks. Richmond concedes less – when you get smashed, Richmond receives less free kicks because you're not making the play. That's the biggest one. Oh, they're getting more free kicks because they're winning the ball and you're infringing to get the ball off them, right? That's what how they fell. And let's have a look at this. This is during the game. This is during the second quarter. 
St Kilda's 45 points. We're 40 points. Thank you, CB, for this screenshot. St Kilda's free kicks 11. Richmond's free kicks 4-2. Now, I'm basically doing a bloodbath, all right, guys? Now, for me, this is how I see it, right? And the fourth quarter highlighted it. We would have we would have been overrunning that fourth quarter, right? But St Kilda kicked 10 goals, three. Right, 10 goals, three. The reason they were so bloody accurate, they got four, um, what was it, six goals? Yeah, six goals from direct free kicks in the forward 50. So when you get when that happens to you and you score, and they kick many oh, good credit to them, they got six really soft 50s, and they got six goals out of it. Take that six goals out, we win the game by two points, or we lose by three points, right? Which is what I think was a more reflection of the game. And the thing is what really upsets me is how do you justify 11 to two free kicks in two quarters of football? Now, I'm, yeah, I'm biased. I'm, uh, I'm yellow and black through and through. I watched the game with a few mates, right? They love the ending. I tell you, they fucking love the ending. But they don't support the Tigers. But even though I was saying, we're getting robbed. It, yeah, that's another one you should have got. That, and that was sort of like their pub game. That's another one you should have got. That's another one you should That wasn't just from me. Um, so what shits me is, and I called it in a tweet, I said, right now we're screwed because the umpires have now got into a rhythm, ping the Tigers, ping the Tigers, ping the Tigers, and you can see the players. We only had 165 pressure points in the last quarter, right? That reason for that 165 is for every second contents we, we applied in the fourth, we infringed. Now, I'm not saying all of them weren't there, Right. Then you got players second-guessing when to go in, and as soon as you second-guess when to go in, the floodgates were open on any side. So we got absolutely crucified. So you add that layer of just getting reamed, um, and then obviously our defensive structures fell away, frustrations got involved, and they started just kicking like laser beams, like St. Kilda always does against us. Um, but the first three quarters leading up to that, we had more than their measure, even though we weren't getting the rub of the green. We were our system was keeping us in it and we ran out of petrol. That's why we lost. So am I blaming the loss on free kicks only? No. I'm blaming the that the I'm blaming the margin is exaggerated. Because some of the free kicks there were laughable. Well and Pickett being fucking fined. Did he get and, fined for that, did he? Yeah, he'd make a dog. Did, uh, out of interest, did uh, Butler get fined? No. He but, he was no. he was legitimately tilting on the way down before right. it even connected. Yeah, aggression uh, yeah. through the ball three or four times through the ball. Um, got, got allowed it in front of the view of the umpire. But what shits me about the Marlon Pickett one, what really, and I hope the glove does something. You see Butler shoves him in the back the first time. Pickett retaliates. And Butler calls the umpire. You see it in the vision. Umpire turns, looks. Then Pickett sees that, turns his back around to face the play. Butler waits a second and shoves him twice again. Shoves him in the back. Marlon ignores the first one. Then he shoves him hard on the second one. You know, hard, a lot harder than what Pickett. Pickett with one hand just pushes him, tries to push, pushes him away. Shouldn't have done it, Pickett. Should not have been sucked in. And he drops. But the fucking umpire saw the whole story. Didn't see just that little image, which is their excuse. Saw the whole story. So from the beginning to the end. That told me in my mind that straight away they're in a mindset, ping. Tigers are playing dirty, ping them, ping them. I don't know what... And it's fucking shitting me because, like, I feel for the club, like, how, how do you fix it? Like, Hardwick in his conference, how do you fix it? Um, we've taught them. They know the rules. We've had the umpires across. We feel we're not playing any different from any other side. 
11 to 2 free kicks when Walter it's... Sydney got 14 to 4 and Jared Wheatley, the little fucking weed. Oh, this is getting beyond the joke. But for Richmond, there's nothing. It's, um, yeah. Look, uh, you can, you know, everyone can pick holes in it. And the umpiring to the cows came home, I guess. But I think what you said as well about pick, he, he shouldn't have done it. But no, shouldn't have done it. He shouldn't have done it. But at the same time, you, yeah. I'm just. I'm actually more disappointed that uh, Butler didn't get done for staging. To be honest, because that was as you watch the replay. Uh, where was the comment? It came up here. He was laughing after the free kick was paid. Everyone in that stadium who watched the replay, commentators alike, knew exactly what had wow. just happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if the AFL is serious about setting a precedent about dives, that was their chance to do so, and they've missed an opportunity. But can I can I go in a back to a, ch- a champion of ours, Cochin, right? Like, he, yes, dropped off at the last quarter. We've got to understand, he's not this, in my opinion, he's not supposed to be playing four minutes in the midfield. But he beat Steele for three quarters. He was on Steele, their best player, and he, in any any measure, beat him for three quarters. Obviously, still got the jump time as the, our midfield crumbled. He just got went away with it. But for the first three quarters, Cochin, who... I think he's getting back into four, beat him. But the one, and I, look, guys, everyone on chat loves baby Jesus. I don't care if you're Muslim or this person or Jewish. or Everyone loves a baby Jesus, right? Baby Jesus for me is Edwards. I love him. I've always said it. He's my favourite player. Outside of Richo, he was the one that I, I love Edwards. He's got to be dropped. What's your opinion, Michaels? I, I feel he's a liability on the field, which it, it kills me to say it. He offers no spread. He doesn't offer inside ball. What his absolute elite trait was, he was a one-grab player. No matter what pressure he's on, as soon as the ball was in his vicinity, he'll grab it or kick it. He would do something with the ball straight away. Now, every possession he has, he bloody fumbles. Now, I don't know if it's lack of confidence. Yeah, I don't know. The, the frustrating thing about Edwards is in the preseason games, granted, yes, they are preseason games, so we'll take that as it is, but he was... I think I made comment that he was looking as good as he ever has. Yeah. He was on fire. And I know, you know, it's a whole different ball game, different pressure, et cetera. But to see him kind of struggling the first few weeks in the ones is a bit of a concern. Um, it's hard because it's, it's one of those ones that if he clicks and it, and it comes back, he's just invaluable. Like he, he makes us a tenfold better team. But do you, do you take the, do you take the gamble and, Try and get him to find form in the VFL. Does that send the right message, the wrong message? It's um, it's a and, it's, and on your Koch call as well. He 100 percent shouldn't be playing that many minutes in the midfield. But same as no. last year, due to circumstance, yeah. he's had to. And I've got no doubt. And we said it last year that he was meant to miss games. It's very stages yeah. for rest, scheduled rest, and he couldn't yeah. do it. And this is going to be the same thing again. So it's a hard call on Shane Edwards. What does the chat think? I'd like to see everyone's opinions come through on Shane Edwards. Yeah. Much love, Tiger. But what's uh, what's the chat think as well? See, for me, um, while the chat um, is starting to think, for me, Edwards looks to me like a quality player that's completely out of touch. Could be confidence. It happens to the best of us. You know, not not, not saying myself. But, you know, you could, be, you could be one of the best players. If you go through a rut, which he has been, let's be honest, since halfway through of the year last year when he, came back from, when he got his injury riddled to try to come back through injury, he's never clicked. I can count on one hand the amount of good games he's had during this long period now. For me, he needs to go, Titch, go in the VFL, inspire a couple of our kids. We're giving you two weeks. Free yourself up. Have fun. All expectation off him till he regains a bit of spark. Um, and you know why? Let's be honest. We've got a kid like Cumberland. 
Because if you, we're playing Shane Edwards as a, as, as a small mid, um, small forward, what about Cumberland? He, we're going to lose him. He, 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 energy, verve, Rioli could take his spot. We need – that's what our midfield's losing at the moment. When Shy Bolton's in the guts, our creativity sparks right up and we and our midfield is lethal. When he has to rest in the, um, in the forward line, we become vanilla again. So I would put uh, a creative – someone that applies pressure in the forward line and inject them in the midfield and then rotate them with Shy Bolton, like we used to do with Dusty and Shy. We've got to find that extra player. And Edwards is not in, unfortunately. Well, the good players always manage to find back form. And they I, do. I, I, okay. I would personally be happy. Has he played one year too long? Uh, has I don't he, know. Has he? Has he? I, would be, I would be comfortable with him to have another couple of weeks to see if he can find it because when he's on, yeah. he's just dynamite um and i think we've got to give him that grace period too but at the same time if the, if the form line keeps trending as it is then maybe we have to re- look at reshuffling the deck chairs a little bit um yeah, he would know that too yeah and look i know jack mentioned or someone mentioned it but there's obviously quite a few players that complement his game style missing too yeah. which could play a factor but we still just yeah. need a bit more work rate and effort to he's got a lead he's one of the older heads he's got to yeah. stand up and show these young boys how it's done but you know, we'll give him time. We love Titch. Um, now, we'll get through, we'll get to the votes quickly. Now, I have yeah. reached out and I've got Carl's votes and CB's votes. So, yeah. in the chat as well, please send through who your three, two, ones are as well from the game. We'd love to see those. Carl went three for Broad, two for Dow, and one for Parker. CB went three for Pickett, two for Parker, one for Bolton. Tiggs, what's your three, yeah. two, one? Yeah, I actually went three for Dow. Um, he was our best midfielder on the day. Um, for me, and he um, was clean. He was when the pressure was on it, particularly in the fourth quarter. He was he was he was fading, but he fought he fought really really hard. I put two for Broad, so that's where the biggest difference for us. But my one is Rioli. Daniel Rioli had his best game for the club. I found in that position since he got moved to the back line. Yeah, I think that's that's a fair enough set of votes. Um, I think it's Rally's first one. And yeah, I went I went three Dow. I, I just liked that he took his yeah. game. I thought he took his game to another level. Me too. Uh, two Bolton. I thought his work in the early parts of the game was electrifying and really got us kick started. Um, and his I know this is a combination of things, but his clearance work due to the various taps, the blocking and whatever else happened, yeah. uh, which is really, really good to watch. And one vote, I went to Parker. I thought he did as much as you could ask someone to do against their yeah. former team. Uh, the one thing that stood out for me was the courageous mark he took in the goal square, running back with a fly to the ball, knew he was going to get smashed um, and put his you know head down, bum up, took the grab and kicked the goal. So I went for, for him. But, yeah, I think you know in that first half, there was quite a few guys that could have put their hand up for votes. So it's... Um, Brody's Brody's had a good season though. I like him as a I like that he got votes this week. It was just a concern how badly our defense when Grimes went down dropped right off. Um it was like we we just forgot all system. Um we didn't flood until it was way too late. Um it was um yeah, it was really disappointing. Like let's not I'm not papering over the cracks and just blaming all the umpires. Like in the position we were in. The way we dropped off as quickly as we did, that concerns me. Um, it concerns me till we get the, um, the young blood into the side. I, I seriously think when you've got Vlosten in and when you've got Martin, Darts and Martin coming back and then you've got pressure in, because they're such high-quality players, that makes you work. 
you don't have to work as hard because you've got those quality players there. Yep. Um, that's going to give more um, fuel in the tank. If that makes any sense during the course of a game, if you've got elite four or five elite players on top of what we've already got playing, um, it forces the defenders to, you know, the opposition to work harder to contain them. So it means you work less, if that makes any sense. Yeah, um, no, definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right, the next topic, I know we kind of touched on um, him a little bit earlier on, but Tyler Sonzi in the VFL, which wasn't a great day for the team as a whole. 34 yeah. disposals, 10 clearances, seven tackles and a goal in ordinary conditions, it must be said. Yeah. Uh, a clear highlight for us in the VFL, and this is now, I think, two weeks in a row he's played, he's put together two really, really good games. He can't be far off a game, Tiggs. Uh, he's got to come in this way. I'll be, particularly with the midfield like the Bulldogs. Um, you know, we've got a great two weeks coming up, people. We've got a fantastic two weeks. We've got um, the two grand finalists back-to-back, right? These are the type of games that, you know, your development just bites. bites. If you put, if we back Sonzi in and back Dow um, with pressure, hopefully, is an inclusion, um, that's just going to give them such a lift that, you know, the coach actually backs us in against real decent opportunity. And I could see the whole team lifting. Um, but, yeah, Sonzi... I ignore the results in the VFL. Like, if you look at it, yeah, they were more accurate than we were. Some of our method was a bit messy, but in the guts, he was a, he was a dominant force. He was the best midfielder in the game, um, I felt, from watching it. So, uh, no, he, he, he's, he's over his injury woes. He's now getting his match fitness built in. He's worthy to get in. And I remember we spoke about this in the off-season shows, that at one point in time, he was rated number one or in the top three picks yeah, of the was. draft. And then as the year went on, because of obviously a lack of games with COVID and testing and all that kind of stuff and an injury slid down a little bit. So you don't want to put the, uh, the moz on him, but it could be a bit of a steal. Yeah. He's, look, I was wrapped when we got him. Um, I think I won. And what was the guy? I've forgotten his name. I've got a memory of a pigeon. Was it Ward? I think the Hawks got the one that I, I thought we were gunning for, trying to trade up for. Was the Hawk mid? But they got uh, the okay, yeah, I'm not too sure. Yeah, I think it's Ward. Off the top of my head, it's Ward, but I haven't got my notes in front of me. But um, Sonzi was my, yeah, if we can get him, I'd be still, it's about three or four. If we, yeah, but Sonzi's, and Mansell's another one. So we've got, this is the thing for me. I think the club's going, okay, this is the last dance. If we can level, if we can be six and six by round 12 and then have a, um, a fit list, he'll probably go, let's back in the last dance. But for me, what I want to see in that period to get the six and six, put the kids in. We've got nothing to lose. The members will support it. The club will support it. Um, and you know, it's gonna just it's just gonna progress us. It's just gonna progress us. But yeah, it's um Sonzi, he needs to play. He needs to play. Is two games enough sample size? Do you just get him in and give him a crack, or do you see if he can yeah. do it a third week? Because the yeah, pro- the worry right. is, I guess, being a young kid, they're gonna fatigue a little bit quicker than some of the uh, more mature guys. It's happening now with our mature guys. They're fatiguing. True. So, let's be honest, True. right? So, and look, I'll tell you this. Who would have, this is no disrespect to Arts, but who would you have preferred as a medical sub if you're worried about that? Sonzi or Arts? Yeah, fair call. I mean, even to a lesser extent, they could have put Rioli Jr. on as the medical sub. Exactly. You know, because people are using, the, co- the coaches aren't stupid. It's not used as a medical it's a strategy. It's 100% yeah, they're, a strategy. So. They're bringing the person in and they're not supposed to play for, oh, there was an article on the paper, they're not supposed to play for 12 days. They're all coming and playing the very next week. So they're using it. If you've got a slight niggle, put put someone else on if we need that, you know, bit of pace, bit of dare. 
look, for me, Art shouldn't be playing as a sub. Shouldn't it should be a slot for a kid who will believe will go the next, you know, to give him some exposure. Should be a kid. What about this point from uh, Kano? Is the, making someone debut as a sub is that at a high risk? Are you better off saying you got a game starting twenty two? Give it your best. Well, look, the way I sort of see it is this: if you're using the sub as just another interchange, because there's always niggles during games, you can pull a player off. You don't have to um, think for the next week. That's how it's evolving now, and the AFLs are letting it happen that way. So. He'll get some game time. But the way I sort of see it is I prefer we put Sonsi straight as a 22 player, let him play, um, and then I'll have another kid as a sub. And the reason why I'll do it is because you know they're going to get some minutes. You know what I mean? You'll know. If Sonsi starts to fatigue, just say, oh, you just hurt your ankle. Bring him out, put another kid in. People say, oh, it's not ethical. But that's what's happening. 100% yeah. that's what's happening. So let's do it too. But to have players like Arts and... And, you know, in the in the side, you know, Ross, even though he had his best game. He was good. He credit me, credit to you. Yeah. Again, I can't – I would have preferred Zonzi given that opportunity. I still don't think Ross – Ross is a great – he's depth. That's what he should be at the moment. He's not starting 22. And that and it shows. Um, and it's no slag on Ross, but I've always thought he's just depth. He's our caddy in the midfield. And caddy in the forward line's not going to play – I don't know. I'm rambling a bit, but yeah, no. I have no problem having a kid in the as a sub because it's being used as just another interchange. All right, so we're a plus one for Sonzi. We'll claim him as our own. If he has a good one, he'll be the Tiger yeah. Calf own. Yeah. All right, we'll get on to the preview of the Bulldogs game. So they're coming off a good win in about 100 yeah. free kicks versus the Swans. Um, I'm really nervous about this game. I know someone put in the chat, uh, Glenn, that we're the Dogs hoodoo, but when we're looking at the two midfields coming up against each other, the doggies are a bit of a, a clearance and contested possession machine. So to give you a bit of context around this, against the Swans, uh, English had eight clearances, Libba, McCrae and Dunkley had six each, and for us against St Kilda, Dow had seven, Nank had five, Bolton and Koch three. So there's a bit of a stark difference in drop-off there yeah. when you get our top-line midfielders for each respective lineup. Um, and it's no secret that we're getting smashed in that part of the ground, Tiggs. So yeah. how do we combat look, the doggies? What has to change? How do we get the four points? Look, we match up well against the dogs. Yeah, they've won some games, but we I think the last one we won was by 40 when we had we were smashed by injury. Um, and I remember um, Beveridge going, oh, well, yeah, they didn't have – I think we had six of – similar to injury state what we've got now and the old, because it was such an even spread. That's why we won. Our benefit, where they beat us in the midfield, they smash us in the midfield. Let's not just kid ourselves. They smash us in the midfield. But they've got a shit forward line and their back lines is okay, but it's not great, right? And one thing we do have that's a benefit for us is that we're a counter-attacking side. We launch all of our offense from our defense. So outside of the 6-6-6, if they don't just clear and kick, kick a goal, will be in the game. Why? Because I'll get a clearance. We will then try to get second possession. If they'll do a dirty kick into their forward line, if we can if we can nullify Norton as best as we can, it gets to ground, we'll sweep it away because their forwards aren't overly gifted in pace. And then we'll, you know, run it up and then, you know, we will we will hurt them more than they hurt us on the counter-attack. But if their midfield completely dominates us and we don't offer any how do I explain this? In this setting clearance, we're going to get done. But outside, the, around the circle, Let's we're still pretty good. Cool. Yeah. If we can still apply that pressure, you know, make sure there's bodies at the contest, 
we'll be okay. But if we don't do that um, and we repeat what we did in the fourth quarter, they'll carve us up like... The, the, pro- the biggest concern for me is we might be able to go toe-to-toe for- toe toe with them in the midfield for one quarter, two quarters. Can we sustain that over four quarters? And if the answer is no, they're going to like trounce us in a, in a quarter. That's all it's going to take them because the quality of the ball coming forward, it won't matter how lackluster we may think their forwards are. And for what it's worth, I think Norton's Norton's pretty handy. I mean, I remember yeah. one of his first few games against us as a forward, he looked like Wayne Carey. So when he's firing and clunking it, he's as good as any other. Um, Hugo Hagen's, you know, starting to get into it. Uh, I don't know if Wallace is playing full-time or not, but when he goes forward, he's always dangerous too. Yeah. Um, so th- they've got options and you know, like like King, we saw for St Kilda. If you don't put pressure on the on the midfielders defensively, no defender's going to stop it. It's going to lead yeah. mark shot on goal. So it's um it's going to take a four quarter effort, isn't it? Yeah, look, it, look, it is. But as in like Bobby's comment, go Bob. Yeah, good teams, good midfielders. Um, what was the comment? So I say correct. Yeah, dogs. Yeah, all just games are won or lost in the midfield. They're only won or lost in the midfield if you have the forward line that can capitalise on the supply. Right? Let's be honest. Rarely do you get midfielders kicking winning score like we had it against Colts, and I think their forward line only did one goal, which is a complete aberration, and their midfielders kicked the 13. Um, that doesn't normally happen in a game of football. So you, that's why the midfield of the Bulldogs, even though they're elite, the Bulldogs haven't won a, only that one, one, that one flag when they had Bruce because Bruce helps them convert their inside. So at the moment, they don't have Bruce. That's our saving. Uh, they have Jamaro, Hoover Hagen, or however you pronounce him. But he's still a kid too. Look, I actually think we match up well on them. I reckon we can absorb if there's any side. If they had a good forward line, we'd be rooted. But they don't. So I reckon we've got enough in defence to, to nullify Norton. Keep him with three goals, four goals. Right? Um, but I reckon... Bonds kicking the, goals though. Their midfield kick goals too. It's, yeah, uh, that's what I mean. As long as we play defensive, our midfield's defensive, we want to clog up that space, pressure the kick. If we can do that uh, and keep keep pace with them on that, we, we'll go a long way to scoring. Um, that's how we beat them last time. Our defence is good. This is the thing where people all the, all the chicken littles. Our defence is actually, even though it's got split open in, against Carlton and, um, in that last quarters, we've only been two quarters shy of winning all three games. Yeah, so we've had two shit quarters. That's the truth, yeah. though. So we've played how many? That's 12 quarters. We've played two shit ones. Out of 12. It's just scary that it's all it takes, isn't it? Yeah, but the thing is, is that we're doing that with five of our best players out. Yeah. Right? That's, yeah. So what, what gives me bullish about the Bulldogs game, <coughs> unlike what other people, this people might like, is I don't rate Beveridge as a coach. In the juniors, I, I rated him, but he just striked at Larky in 16. His plan is very simple. He's... And he's kept it at one method. They, they haven't ever really evolved or changed. Right? We're trying to change and evolve. That's what good coaching does. He hasn't really evolved, Beveridge. Um, so if we can if we can take away their game and we'll get into play, see what's great with us, the other reason why we beat them is because they like to play fast. Yeah. If they play, if they play fast, our defence will start keep us in it because we'll be able to spoil and then counter-attack. It's just a million-dollar question. Can we maintain the run in the last? That's it's a, yeah, it's a consistency over the four quarters, I guess. 
Yeah. Uh, slight sidetrack. Hello, Jake. Welcome to watching the show. Good to see you. A long-time supporter of the podcast. Uh, Glenn, I take your point. When I, I don't think we're underselling us, and it's not doom and gloom. I think it's being realistic with where we're at at the moment, with the players we've got out, and the glaring deficiencies we've got in our game. I don't think we should shy away from that or sugarcoat it. It is what it is. Um, yeah. Just like it is what it is that the dogs, it's one of their strengths. It doesn't mean we can't beat them. It just means we have to be on our game for four quarters in order to beat them. If we slack off in that area at all, that's they're right. probably going to do us. And that, that's reality. That's not doom and gloom. That's just, doesn't matter who you're playing. If you fall off, as we've seen, against Carlton and St Kilda, you're cooked. But um, yeah. I think the the changes, the ins and outs for this week, Tiggs, are going to be very interesting because it sounds like a few players become available. From, from all reports, yeah. Rewalt could have played last week, but Dimmer wanted to hold him off for another week, which was a bold call given it was Maddie's match, but probably the right call at the end of yeah. the day. Uh, a few people in chat saying Prestia is on the verge back. The the one I want to know a bit more about as well, if anyone can fill us in, is Floston, how far away he is, because obviously Grimes out for three to four weeks, unless it was awareness and it's sooner, I'm not is sure. But... I thought it was awareness. A little birdie told me it was a bit of awareness. Is it? Okay. It was if a it's... long tear. It was more it's... awareness. If it's awareness, I still reckon we'll, we'll say a week minimum to, to be safe. But So yeah. what kind of changes do you foresee happening? Are we getting some good experience back? Are we blending Sonzi in for this kind of game? What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah look, I think we'll go – because we're playing because we're playing the dogs, I don't think – I'd love Miller to get back in. You know, I'm, I've called – he's my man. Right, but I don't think we'll go <coughs> – I think I don't think we'll go too tall in the back half, Sigmai. My problem is – is that our back line is really tall, right? If you look at it, you know, you've got Karen in there, you've got uh, – well, Grimes is not overly tall. Well, actually, it's not really tall. I take it all back. It's a, it's a golden flu tablet. But, look, I wouldn't put a tall in to replace Grimes. What I would probably look for is add extra run. What's killing us at the moment is extra run. I would go, okay, what do we have? I'd put Sonsi straight in. That's what I would do. Um, we're going to lose – so Sonsi in for Grimes. Now, get me, he's not going to play in the back line. Yeah, right? yeah. But uh, is obviously coming straight in. So pressure will come in straight in for, say, Ross, right? Um, and for the sub, what I will do is that's where I'd put Miller as the sub. If we find that we need to go tall or have that taller option, we've got Miller in the background. But for me, it's I think we're going to get Prestia back. We definitely have to put Sonzi in to decide. Who will go out? I don't know if Rioli will come up. Uh, Soldo, he... I think, you know, when you come back from injury and you have – you said, and okay, he had two good games in the practice match and you plateau, which he did, against the Blues. Then he went up against uh, against GWS. Then he's plateaued again. Um, he needs to play. You know why – what sides kill the Bulldogs? It's taller sides. That's their kryptonite. Yeah. They can't so handle four forwards. I'm, I'm not really sure who's going to come in. Obviously – I will say Jack will come in for Grimes, not to play defence, obviously. I think if Presti is fit, it's going to be Ross that goes out. That yeah. Even though, even though to Ross's credit, didn't do anything wrong last week, he was he was good. Um, if Sonzi's to come in, I, I'm at a bit a little bit of a loss as to who that might be for. I don't think you can drop Parker, so I shouldn't. I'm looking. Oh shit! I'm looking at my phone. You can't drop Parker. I don't think anyway. Pickett's safe. The rest, I mean, people are going to say Castagna, but I think his game has probably been better than it has been previous years. He but he played right. He played right against. Look, I know a lot of the, but he he people underrate him. Like I know his chaos and his disposal is pretty shit. 
in play. But he's an aerialist. From his size, he creates, he knows where he created some some pressure more than any other small forward that we had on the ground. He scored a goal. But you're right. He's, he's, I think he's his ceiling. We've seen what we can get from Castagna, and we know we've got quality small forwards that haven't had a chance to prove themselves, and that's why he's copping all the shit. Um, <laughs> An interesting one that people, um, someone put in here about Soldo being out. The, the hard one with that is if, if the Doggies have got one recognised Ruckman, kind of like what happened against GWS. So I'd almost be a little bit reluctant to take a Ruckman out if they've only got Tim English playing as a, you know, as a main Ruck, but, and Edwards, I'm not sure we can, it's going to be a real headache. And, you know, a few people have said that Miller probably slots straight back in and I feel like they might be right. Like I think we have to keep that extra tall structure down back. Um, Yeah. I don't think we can leave Gibkiss and Tarrant one out with, with their forwards, especially if their midfield get too much of the ball. Yeah, I'm with Josh. Josh here, but I'll take Soldo. I'll leave Soldo in because I think we can stress him. But I'd go Grimes out. I would go Ross is out. Edwards is out and Arts is out. And then essentially for me is I'd bring, um, you know, Pressure in, Sonzi in. I'd bring Miller because he's neat and he's smart um, and he can contain their medium forwards. He's quite good at that. And then what I would do is as my sub, Arts never to be sub again, I don't want him to see him play. That's where I would put the um, – if we need run, put a younger mid in there. If we need if we need defence, put a young defender. If we, You know what I would do? You're going to hate me. I would put Parker as the sub, right? And the reason is Parker is not our future. This is the reality of it, right? Parker is not our future. So if it comes down to a call with the match committee, all right, we've got Parker. Do we bring Sonzi in if we want to keep Ross in the side, if we still want to get game time to him because they see something that I don't? then I would go for that. I would say, okay, two young mids. And also, guys, don't forget Graham is not match fit yet. So I expect him to be better week three, week four, week five. Endurance athletes tend to take a bit longer than most, and that's what he is. Well, will that be the concern for Prestia coming back in? Like how match fit is he going to be? Because oh. if he's not, let's say hypothetically he's not, let's yeah. say him and Jack Graham are a bit below their best, how do you – manage that, having two of them go through the middle if they aren't at close to full yeah. fitness? I just look at their history. Pressure's always one that always starts the seasons well. Like, he, he's just, he just has a consistent base-level performance. And maybe it's because you're short. Shorter guys tend to not need the aerobic, even though he's a running machine. He's just he's just naturally that way. Um, so I have no fear with him. I reckon he could come in straight after, you know, and, and play well. He's running heaps at training at full pace. The other one that might come in, Bernie told me he goes to a lot of our training sessions, obviously with other club, because he works on another club. Lambert last week did full-on contact work, not for one or two trucks, for the whole week nearly, from what I got told. Getting bashed around, getting hit, doing full-blown match simulation. I read he's not so, far off. A few people. He's, not, he's a smoky. Like, we need run. And we're missing his run like you wouldn't fucking believe. We are we, missing his run. As much as we are missing his run, though, he, we can't afford to bring him in half cooked because it'll backfire yeah. epically. But, but, he's, but it could be it could be a case of maybe the club's thing if we can hold tight, we're going to get yeah. Lambert, Austin, uh, a few people back in a couple of weeks, all in one hit, and then start to to sort of gel again. But maybe it's a medical sub. Maybe, yeah. <coughs> it's going to be a fascinating selection. Well, um, we'll take a look yeah. at some matchups quickly. Yeah. Obviously, we know that Caleb Daniels probably the the go to man for the doggies in terms of setting up play from the back half. Yeah. I know there's calls for Liam Baker to go to defence from various people. I know some people love him forward. 
I would like to see him curtail Caleb Daniel and not yeah. wear him like a glove because Baker does his own thing and is very good offensively. And I think that's where he can hurt him. I think he can hurt him going the other way. But I think he's just as quick, just as ferocious to be able to keep him in check. I agree with you 100%. He's the perfect matchup for it. Um, the other one, the other one that would be perfect, but he has, he's playing in the VFL, and I don't know why we're not playing him, is Mansell. Yes. Right? Yep, As a lockdown, hard nugget um, defender, which we're screaming out for, that can play on mediums and smalls. That's proven through the finals period that he's a, he's a disciplined defender, and he's a kid. Play Mansell. I don't know why we're not doing it. Yeah, I like Mansell. It could just be a how do you fit him all in type thing. Yeah, uh, I'm not, not sure really we'll get Caleb there that clean because I reckon they're going to play it opposite into the ground of each other. But um, yeah. it's good to see we've got options. He, he could be an option if it's not working out for us. It just really doesn't take a grab, does he? Like, is he an aerialist? Can he expose Caleb? Um, Caleb gets a lot of the ball. They feed him a lot. So you want some that can take a grab or spoil effectively. Well, I'd go so far as to go, okay, Caleb, you're a driver at their, um, on the uh, on their defence. We want a small that can lock you down and just hold you in place. It has to be Baker, doesn't it? And make him accountable is the important Because part. he's playing in the forward line, which Dim is persisting. I reckon Baker should be midfield or back. He should be our Lambert clone. I don't know why we're not playing in the Lambert role. Lambert plays forward because he's named there, but what he does, he runs as a defensive midfielder as soon as the ball's bounced, and then he acts like a mid. Yeah. So he'll follow on the back line and then run all up in the ground. That's his uniqueness with Lambert. Why Baker's not? Because Baker has the tank. Because he trained with Lambert all off-season, I think, a year or two ago. But oh, well, what do I know? And the other one, the other sort of matchup is, I still think it's going to come down to their forwards versus our key defenders. So Norton yeah. and Uwe Hagen versus Tarrant. And I've got Miller slash Broad because I, I'm not... Yeah. I think Miller... And I probably left out Gibkiss by mistake, but so maybe it's... Taron and Gibkiss who take those two and, and Broad kind of floats and, and comes across the packs, do you reckon? Yeah, well, look, the way I see it, you, if you put Broad and you go home and he's going to rip into pieces, right? Uh, what I would do personally is I'll take Bolter in the back line. Why Bolter is that intercepting beast? Worries the Bulldogs. I hate it. I would, put, I would If we're going to go with Taron on Norton, then it has to be Broad on their next dangerous forward, whoever that may be. Um, and then I would put Bolter in the back line. And is that on like, the basis of Rewalt coming in to play the other forward spot? That's right, because what's going to happen is we need Grimes is not in. So Bolter does that intercepting really well. Great hands, very fast. We'll get in the space more often than not. And what it allows us to do is play Rewalt forward. But more importantly, we can also have Soldo have an active role if we need to push him forward to create a different mismatch. Or, you know, can you imagine we get a, we able to orchestrate a mismatch of Soldo versus Caleb Daniels. I've seen oh. uh, Caleb Daniel versus Mason Cox once. That was a, well, a good you go. you can happen. That can happen. And we, we've got the opportunity to exploit it, but we can't play Rewalt, Bolter, um, and Lynch all in the same forward line against I agree. midfield. I'm not if sure we can do it. On top, you do that, but not when your yeah. midfield's going to get smashed. And it's so hard. Like I, I don't disagree with you. It's just I, and I'm sure a lot of people do. Loved Bolter's work up forward. He's showing a hell of a lot. He's crashing packs. He's doing everything right. But I think in a moment like this, when you are a grime short um, and Rewatt's coming back in, I think initially it does make sense for that to happen. To to drop well, him back with matchups in the defence, Gibkers. I actually want him to go on Hagen. 
You see, what we're doing, which is great for his learning, but we're putting him on really good quality forwards, and he's and he's he, he's matching, but he's also getting spanked in periods, right? That's a, that's okay though. That's, that's all right. right. Yeah, he knows we're we're trying, but I would love him to play on a kid that was rated, you know, top ten, that's been in the system two years more than he has, and he absolutely beats him. I reckon for yeah, his, his confidence. Now, we want you to match up with him. He's got the size to match up with him. He's got the speed to keep with him, and he can and he can play off him. What I want yeah. to see from Dipkus, which he did as a junior, which we're not allowing to do, it's confidence. Maybe it's because he's, he's just trying to play his role. He's a beautiful disposal of the ball, and when he marks, he normally used to run off and kick. He's not doing that. He's just doing the spoil, right? So I want to see him more actively in the play. And I reckon by playing with Eugle, um, against Hugo Hagen, he will do that through the game. Oh, yeah. Can't argue that. There's a lot to like about young Gibkiss. Yeah. All right. Um, we, listeners, start thinking of your questions to send through. What we'll do, we'll do a margin for this one, Tiggs, yeah. and then you can go into your little tidbit that you had for trade stuff, and then we'll take yeah. some questions quickly. So what's your margin and tip for this game? Uh, fuck, 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 fuck. Heart or head? Uh, heart or head? Heart. Fuck it. Um 23 points, Richmond, and the reason why I say it, it ain't going to be close, right? So my heart will say, you know, if we get if our midfield drops off, we're screwed, right? I said that. But if our midfield hangs in top, I actually think we'll score score heavily against – we beat them by 40 points last time when everyone thought we are going to get smashed. So I would say 23 points. Yeah. I'll say Tigers by 18. I think this is yeah. going to be – a little bit, oh, I'm hoping it's going to be similar to the GWS game in the sense that we bounce back. Um, it's just they, we've got to get the ins and the outrights. We can't play under them players, and it's going to have to be a four-quarter effort or we're going to get shit on by their midfield, unfortunately. Yeah. But we'll see how we go. All right, so while listeners are thinking up their questions, what was that little trade tidbit yeah. that you had to sneak through just quickly? Two things. Two things. My, just my, I've not, I, anyone that knows me in the sense of knowing me since 2011 when I started posting and when Dusty's got to the club. And honestly, have I ever got any Dusty Mail wrong? Ever. No. Never. Right? Because I know where I get it from. You know where I get it from. So I know how close it is. So I know. Uh, no one knows if he's going to retire or not. Right? No one does. Let's just be fucking honest. Right? I just want to first get this part out. Right? Because I've stopped saying it, but now I feel like enough time's passed and I'm not being disrespectful. Right? The true story, what I heard, and I, when I got permission to air this, was after the game against Colton, he broke down in the roots. And then he broke down because what got to him, he used to call his, calls his dad before the game and calls his dad after the game. Right? It's a tradition. It was like a ritual. Um, he couldn't do that. And that's when it really hit him right, during the game. That's when it really got to him. Um, and basically on the Monday, they sat down, what do you need, Dusty? And it was like, I need time. I have to work through this. And that's all it was. It's not, oh, okay, he's going to retire or all this shit that these experts and people in the know of the media are just lying about. It's it all lies. He never said, I'm going to go to Sydney or fucking Sheehan if I ever see you on the, in the road. Um, he never said, you know, I'm done with football. What it is, he's got his, he plays in sync mentally and physically, and he just wasn't in tune, and he knows why. I know he's doing a pal. Hopefully, no one get, I don't get in trouble with this, but he's doing a heap of work with Emma. Oh, that would be a no-brainer. Yeah, he's doing anyway, a heap of work. Yeah. Elite athlete, anyone going through that would have to, to do those That's kind right. of steps, I imagine. Yeah, so when a heap of work with that, he's just getting reconnected. He's obviously with his family and all that sort of stuff, and he's just he's, he's getting in touch with those that – 
knew his dad with the two years that he didn't have out. I'm trying to explain it the right way without validating any any trust that I was given. So I personally think we'll hear back. He'll he will hear noise about him coming back to club early next week. It's my personal opinion. This is not this is from me reading between the dots from what I know. But I don't think he's that far away from coming back. Right? Personally. I reckon it's going to be more next week or the week after. Don't be surprised if you hear the Dusty's back at the club training. Right? That's from what I hear. But again, grief is a personal thing. It might take him a lot a lot longer. But that's the I, I'm not didn't really speak about it. So I wanted to be honest with you guys and tell you what I knew. Now we trade. Now, who remembers the Lot to Trade podcast last year when I said Toby Green for the last year, no chance. Toby Green for this year, I still think is very unlikely. Oh, wait, wait, sorry, sorry. Toby or Tom? Tom Green, sorry. You know me with first names. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, what, I, what I've known, I haven't changed from my position, but like I said back then, which is still true to now, that he has got a free agency decision to make up. He's got contracted for next year, and then the year after is when he's able, if he does not sign a free agency. Um, from what I got told is we're working really hard to try to convince him his future is at Richmond but we feel that he will choose GWS, right, if they match his offer, if they give him a decent offer, um, or the offer that he believes he deserves. Now, I'm not putting a price. I don't know what the coin is. Anyone that tells you take 50 or 455, who knows? He's now got what he wanted. He plays full consistent game time. He's their best midfielder. So I'm sure yeah. it's going to happen. They'll be fucking – what helps me here? If they can't trade Taranto, and I think I even said this last year, if they can't trade Taranto or Caniglio, right, we're, a ch- we're even a greater chance if they can't trade either of those two boys. Because cap space is tight because they signed they Kelly. Have up. They won't have mm. the money to play. They've got no cap space. They're done with, with um, Kelly, Taranto, um, uh, uh, Coniglio, uh, Whitfield. That swallowed all the cap. They're cap up the arse. So unless the AFL gets on. So. Do I think it's got, he's going to come? I don't think he's no. I think he's a very slight chance, not no chance, slight chance this year. If GWS goes, no way, we can, we're not going to be able to make a deal and we'll lose him for nothing. But from what I've heard really strongly is if he were going to move, Richmond will be right in the frame, obviously because, you know, his family There's connection. There's no natural connection, yeah. Connection, and we've got a lot of leverage on that. And we're going to have – and yeah, so that's that. I wanted to park that. We are going to have cap space this year. Ladies and gentlemen, and we are committed to a this transition, particularly in the midfield. I thought it was going to happen last year. It just sort of did because the players have got a hybrids other than Sonzi. But we will be hunting midfielders this draft. Now, would them be an established midfielder from another club? Very well might be. Um, I'm waiting on one more SMS before I can go really early on this name. Okay. Right? If, yeah, yeah. I just got to be careful how I do this. Like Bobby knows and you know, but I've got to be careful before because I don't want to get anyone in trouble. But and then the name will break and then the old shit will start and you know it's, it's same thing new year. But yeah, 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 definitely Tom Green hasn't changed from the last podcast. But I actually think I don't think it's going to happen this year. I fucking hope I'm wrong, but you know who knows if they don't if they don't give him the money. If they, this is the good news. It's quite, if it's if it's midway through the year and we don't hear that he's resigned. Or he's going to resign? Then um, yeah, it something starts to become happen. interesting. Starts to become interesting, but yeah, they've got to get rid of Coniglio or Taranto. Oh, they yeah, can't get rid of Kelly because Kelly put did his trigger. The worst fucking deal in AFL football. 
Yeah. Yeah. He's done the trigger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they pulled it. Yep. It's screwed. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll take a couple of quick questions. I'm not sure if anyone else has heard this. The media has us linked to McStay from Brisbane. I've not heard yeah. that. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard a few. There is a, I can't say much, but look, midway through the year, that's when I'll do my traditional one. At the moment, it could be anything. We're getting linked to a lot of different people's name. What I, my feeling is, all right, I'll tell you guys my roadmap, right? Hold on one sec. I'll see if I'm allowed to. Hold on, give me a sec. We'll do this and then we'll we'll wrap it up after. Yeah, get the questions and then I'll. All right. This is what I think. Sorry, this is what I think is going to happen, right? I reckon Cochin. Cotchin will be gone at the end of the year. I reckon Eagles will be gone at the end of the year um, as a lock. I reckon that's going to happen. They're done. They're finished, right? Um, I reckon there's going to be a trade at the end of the year with Richmond player that we're not going to be happy with. Some of us won't be happy with. Okay. But that's might happen, right? I'll fool more of that in when I'm allowed to do it. Um, and that's going to free us a shit ton of a salary cap. It's going to allow us to secure a couple of players that we need to secure and also have money for these younger kids that are coming through and also if we want to, Target an age-appropriate player to keep the regeneration going. So, okay, so it's a, so it's a rebuild on the fly of sorts. Yeah, that's what we're doing. We've been doing it for two years. Um, that's why I sort of said, "Do you reckon Edwards has gone a year too long?" I hope so. Not. But I can see why some at this stage may think so. But there's obviously a a long way to go on the rest of the season, but that's uh, that's interesting. We'll, we'll definitely have to set up a time mid-year once you know a little bit more, but yeah, it's green would be great. I know you don't think it's going to happen, but he would be one that would improve our midfield tenfold with his grunt and, and midfield work. So even yeah. if it's not him that we don't get, it, yeah. if there's someone we have to target, they have to be able to win their own ball. It kind that's of right. just, that's yeah, it's a prerequisite. It has to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, well, watch this space, everyone. We'll see how we go. But, um, Thank you for joining me tonight, Tiggs. Much appreciated. Glad to no hear you're, you're on the mend. Sorry if I rambled, I rambled a bit today, guys. I was, you know, carrying CB, you know, he's getting massages <laughs> and mud yeah. baths. No, seriously, CB, I hope everything's going well, mate. So and, I had to cover for him too. I had to pretend to be CB. That's why I went the rambling version. And then me and, and, and Channel KB a little bit. So When CB is back, can we please refrain from asking him to flex his muscles on the show, folks? Just, you got to stop that. He, yeah. he, oh, he I'm sure he's he not, sure not leaving the club. Let's just get that in your head. He, he He's going to be staying for unders. He loves the club. The club loves him. He's not leaving at all. Short's not going anywhere. Okay. Very good. CB working on the town. Now that's spot on there, Glenn. We should have got him last year, Jack, and I'm fucking furious we didn't. Him or Wallace, I'm fucking furious that didn't happen. I'm furious that didn't happen. Yeah. No, fuck you, Wallace. You're in the VFL, mate. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. He's me, yeah. All right. That's it for tonight. I was going to say gents, but there's only one. You, Tiggs. So thanks for joining me, mate. Thanks to everyone for tuning in and watching live. Much appreciated. Uh, make sure you do subscribe to us on our channels on YouTube, uh, iTunes, leave us positive reviews, share, tag your friends, do whatever you've got to do. So we always love your support. It's always much appreciated. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully the Tigers can get a win this week against the Bulldogs yeah. and we'll, we'll hopefully be back on Monday that. with some better news. It's not the end enjoy of the world. The enjoy the kids, ignore the scoreboard. If we go load up with kids, that's how I see it. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. It's frustrating to watch because we know we are a better side than what we're displaying. Yeah. There's factors at play that's, uh, you know, are reasons to why that's happening. And once that's sorted out, look, it's only early days and who knows where we can end up. So, yeah. 
We'll see you all on Monday night. And until next time, go Tigers. Good, good night, guys.